what's going on and welcome to this special Saturday edition episode of Check the Tape Podcast. I'm Arya Atari and I know the deal is usually I have a column that I put on Saturdays, but today we're doing something a little bit different because I wanted to rank my top 20 NBA players and I felt like a column, I would only get a little bit of it and I wanted to have a discussion while I was ranking these players. So I'm going to do a column next week. I know it's the holidays, but I'm still going to have one next week. And this week we're just doing two podcasts as opposed to the one podcast, one column. And joining me to do this podcast for the top 20 NBA players is my buddy Thomas Penlin. Tom, what's going on, man? Hey, man, I appreciate you having me on. I'm glad we finally get to do this. Um, I'm excited to do the top 20 players in the league, NBA. It's been fun watching it all season long in the past, so pretty hyped to do this here. Uh, for those of y'all who don't know me, I do my own podcast, Hot Takes with TP3. Me and Aria both decide to do this episode together. We're both avid sports fans. We talk about the NBA all day, but we'll try to keep this short and sweet as possible for y'all. Yeah, so we had another episode we did, like, I don't know, what, a month ago, and yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's one of the lost episodes. It's it, technical difficulties. Anyways, yeah, that one hurt. That one hurt. We went on for a while and it didn't didn't work out. That always sucks when the file gets corrupted. I've had it happen a couple times too. Yeah, so we're um, going to do these top twenty NBA players. So just kind of the parameters, the criteria that this our lists are based off of. It's not entirely based off of this season obviously stuff that happens this season has an impact on how you view players and how you consider them when you're doing your rankings but it's really just kind of who are your top 20 like who are the top 20 guys to you right now on december 15th 2018 which is today's date and that's the criteria the parameters that we set forth on this so the way that we're going to kind of do this is since we both have lists is i think we're just going to go through we're going to break it into quarters, kind of like an NBA game, and do four quarters. We're going to say our top five, or one through five, six through 10, 11 through 15, and then 16 through 20. I, I think that's kind of the breakdown. And we'll both share it. We'll kind of discuss, see what we like about the others, see what we dislike about the others. I have no idea what his list is. He has no idea what mine is. I kind of have an idea just because I know how he thinks a lot of the time. But, um, yeah, that's kind of the deal. So, are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready whenever you are. You want to go first? Yeah, I'll go first. So, top five, I had one LeBron, best player in the world. He's averaging like 28-7-7. First two weeks of the season was kind of, I don't know, he didn't really seem that engaged with the Lakers. But now he's just been on a tear recently. They've been winning games. Two and three, the Warriors guys, Durant and Curry. Four, Giannis. Five, Anthony Davis. I, I, I shouldn't have done the whole intro for LeBron since we'll like get into more stuff so just give yeah. the top five uh my top five is a little bit different from yours obviously I have LeBron at number one he's the undisputed number one everything he's doing for this Lakers team right now he's pretty much the only star on that team him and Kuzma kind of like a two-man right. show you have right to now. give a little description on everyone we'll get into it all right all right uh number two I got KD number three I got Giannis number four I have James Harden and number five I got Steph Curry Okay, so, let's say that again. It was LeBron, KD, KD Giannis, Harden, and Curry. Yeah, that's right, Harden. That's a that's a joke that you have James Harden in there. All right, I'm about to go in on you with James Harden right here. So I'm. It's a I, joke. If you're you're out of your mind right now. I mean, first James off, Harden, how how is he better than how is he better than Steph Curry? Steph Curry uh, wins. 
Uh, James Harden is the reigning MVP of the league. He would have beat Steph Curry last year in the playoffs if it wasn't for Chris Paul getting injured. Uh, he's fourth in the league in real plus minus, which is a lot higher than Curry. But at the same time, Curry doesn't apply to these stats yet because he hasn't played enough games. So that kind of hurts. It's, him. it's not based off of just this season, remember? Yeah, yeah. No, I agree with you. I mean, James Harden, Steph Curry's injury prone. James Harden's not. He goes out there and battles with the guys every night. He's better on defense than Steph Curry's. Yes, I said it. He's better on defense than Steph Curry is. Are we going to base Steph Curry and James Harden off their defensive abilities? This is stupid. That's not. Neither of them are good defenders. I mean, James Harden's not a bad defender. He's 33rd in the league last year in defensive win share. He's top five in steals. Listen, there's no real guards in the league who are good defenders outside of Klay Thompson. Look, everybody wants to hate on James Harden for whatever reason. It's beyond me. They say, oh, he gets the he shoots too many free throws. I mean, defenders <laughs> got to play smarter defense. If you're going to put your hands on him and try to be lazy, he's going to expose you on the defensive end. This guy gets everybody involved in offense. He's currently fifth in the league in assists. He averaged 10 assists last year. 30.8 points per game. That's first in the league. He's a walking bucket, and he's going to go for – he's the most 50-point triple-doubles in the history of the league. I mean, he's going to go for 50 any night of the week and triple-double in sleep. If you value stats and not winning and postseason choking, James Harden's your guy. If you value – won 61 games last year, and he would have won if it wasn't for Chris Paul getting injured. If you value championships, best team in the league, stability year after year after year, the – uh, face of the franchise of that team, I'll go with Steph Curry. Three-time champion, two-time MVP. Come on now. I'm completely disagree with you on this one. Cha- winning a championship is all about team. It's not about a single player. With you look at the Warriors, they by far have the best team in the league, and they still almost lost to the Rockets last year. James Harden hasn't had a number two option until he got Chris Paul finally. He's been the only all-star on these Rockets teams, and he's been getting high seeds in the Western Conference, which is the hardest conference. I mean, he goes in there every single night and fights with his guys. He gets everyone on the team involved, and I mean, just what they he does on the court is funny. They lose! I mean, did you see what they did last year? They won 61 games. Chris Paul doesn't go down. They go to the finals and beat the Cavs in four. Look at this year. Yeah, they've had injuries all season long. They're finally getting the guys back. Harden's played like over 25 games. Chris Paul's been injured. He missed like, how many games Chris Paul missed? I'm about to get this stat for you right here. Chris Paul's always injured. He was injured last year. Yeah, they won four games, sorry. I mean, the Rockets team's not as good this year. They went cheap and let Ariza walk, which was ridiculous. Look, Harden, has been, Harden has been every – this isn't – I'm really like, you know, this season I'm not holding any of this against James Harden. I think he's every bit as good as he was last season. But he's just not better than Steph Curry. I'm sorry. Steph Curry's a better shooter than him. Steph Curry is on a better team than him. Steph Curry's just better than him. He's had a much better career, and it's simple as that. So – Forget that part. I also had Anthony Davis at five, which you didn't have in your top five. And to me, Davis is both ways. He's incredible, super athletic. He's the most interesting player in the NBA right now to me because of the whole trade dynamics with him. Him and Durant are probably the two most interesting because Durant could leave in free agency. Mm -hmm. And I want to talk about Durant and LeBron a little because we probably should because they're both in our top fives and Giannis. But real yeah, well, but, wait, before we before we talk about them real quick, I just want to say this about Anthony Davis. He's probably the hardest player for me to rank to do my top five to do my top five here. I have him at six right now. I mean he's first in the league right now in plus minus. I mean he's I think he's the best two way player in the league. I don't know why people think Kawhi Leonard's the best two way player in the league. It's beyond me. Anthony it's Davis is definitely Kawhi's the best perimeter two way player in the league. I agree with that, but 
Davis, I mean, Davis is, he's a beast, man. I mean, this is tough for me to rank in those top five. That was, that was a hard thing to do. I just, I don't know. It was hard for me to put him out. My biggest thing was Anthony Davis. I haven't seen him really take a team to the playoffs is the only player last year. They had boogie. He kind of did it in a way last year. Yeah, they're just, yeah, they're just out of the playoffs this year. I'm looking for him to take the next jump. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think AD or Giannis is next up to be the best player in the league. It's just a matter of – it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. But like you said with the Giannis, KD, and LeBron thing, I mean, Giannis, I have him at three. Where do you have Giannis in your top five? I'm four. Four? See, I have him at th- I have him at three right now. I mean, I don't disagree. That's fine. With and currently, currently, I see the ranking. You could rank him a little lower if you're valuing this season a little more because of injury. But Curry was the – until he got hurt, he was the MVP. I mean, his numbers were better than they were his 2016 season when he had the um, unanimous MVP he won. His numbers were better than that season until he got hurt. He was incredible until that injury this year. Yeah, no, I mean, I agree with you there completely. Steph Curry's on, he's an unbelievable player. I mean, all these guys are. They're human highlight reels. Any, any, any of these guys, really, I think any of the top – 10 players, 12 players, or 11 players in the league can all win MVP. I mean, it's it's crazy how good these players are now. The league has gotten so much better every single year. This is why I love watching the NBA so much more than all the other sports. I think there's so many fun players to watch in the league, but I mean, Giannis is up next. It's just a matter of when he's when he's ready to no, He's there. I think he's already, but I think he's already, oh, if you mean on that level, like LeBron and Durant winning championship yeah. levels. Yeah, yeah, but I think he's already there as one of like the top guys that everybody kind of thinks of when the Bucks are playing against their team. They're like, oh, crap, we got to play Giannis tonight. You know what I mean? If the season ended today, I would pick him as MVP 100%. I'm pretty sure he had his career high last night, too. I think he dropped 44 on the Cavs, I believe it was. Yeah, I think so, I would pick him, too. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. There's ways to go. No, he definitely does. I mean, LeBron and KD, I'm always going to take LeBron over KD. Don't get me wrong. KD is a better score than LeBron is, but LeBron is – I don't even know if that's like a today. slam dunk, though. Like, people always say that, but I don't think, like, that's the most – I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. That's. I don't think we should just assume that as fact. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. people underrate how good of a scorer LeBron really is. I mean, that first game of the NBA Finals last year. I don't care what anybody says. That and that game against the Celtics, where that he in the game six in the Garden when he won. I think those are probably the two. He was in Miami. Yeah, when he was in Miami. I think those are the two okay. best games I've ever seen LeBron play. And those were games where LeBron said, look, I can get the other guys involved, but that's not what's going to win the game tonight. It's going to be me scoring the ball. And he went off in those games. I think LeBron is one of those guys who can turn it on scoring the ball. You know what I mean? Like, it's like a switch. He's like, I'd rather get everyone involved. But if he really needs to turn it on and skip buckets, LeBron's going to go out and do it. Like, I feel like in these games in the regular season when he'll have that random night where he goes for – 50, 60 points every season that it's just like LeBron's just like, yo, I'm going to do this just because everyone's talking yeah, about Yeah, so the it, thing with know. him is right now that, you know, LeBron, we already know he's good, blah, 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 blah. But is he going to win any more titles for the rest of his career? Yes, I think he wins one next year. I, I don't, don't think, think this so. year's the year, but I, I think, think he so. wins. I mean, you could I mean, it, right. depends, it depends on those dynamics. Like I said, what happens with Durant? What happens with yes. Anthony Davis? It really depends on things, but... Right now, I don't know. I, I I don't see it. But, all right, so that was our top five. Let's go to our six through ten, okay? Okay, let me go first. Is there any other points Is there any other points that you wanted to get through on those? I just think you have Harden way too high, and you know I've told you this before. He's really not as good as you think. He's a, top, he's a MVP. I know he's one of the best players in the league, but not that high for me. Not stat. He's a stat guy. 
empty stats. Not empty stats, but like at least this year they're empty stats and they're not winning games. I'm out. Well, I'm not I mean, out completely, but you know what I mean. Out on the top five. I mean, he probably played two of his better games of the season these last two games, and they won okay, both of them. Okay, that's true. So, that's true, so, but like, I'm not basing this off of two games. So, I mean, fair enough, but I could sit here and debate with you all all day long about James Harden. I mean, I could argue with the fucking wall about James Harden and his what he does, but I, I'm, I'm not going to get into it anymore. I've got James okay. Harden in there. I know you're going to have him here in your next bit. At number six, I've got Anthony Davis. Number seven, I got Russell Westbrook. Eight, Kawhi Leonard. Nine, Joel Embiid. And ten, I've got Damian Lillard. Okay, that's not like so. That's not that much different than mine. So I had Kawhi at six, Embiid at seven, Harden at eight, Westbrook at nine, and at ten, Kyrie. Uh, just to save us all from arguing about Harden again, that's absolutely disrespectful to say he's the eighth best player in the league. I mean, that's I'll absurd. I'll take the other guys over him. Kawhi is a better not... two-way player. Embiid's a two-way guy. Embiid's team is winning. Embiid's like 27 and 13 this year. That's insane. Yeah, and last night he had Jimmy Butler out. I mean, they still lost the game, but he had over 40 and 20, which is just unbelievable. I mean, Embiid gets better every single night. My favorite part about Embiid is I mean he was one of the this doing those next that next grouping of players right there that six outside after Anthony Davis those next group of players was really hard for me to order. Uh, yeah. I mean Embiid Embiid to me I just love his mentality like him and Giannis both. He Giannis wants to destroy, even, Embiid wants to destroy people like it's not just about winning for him he's like exactly. I want to destroy Drummond I want to destroy Hassan Whiteside I want to destroy Rudy Gobert you know he hates he like he wants to go up against these other centers and just destroy them. Exactly. That's what makes sports better is these players wanting to do it. Yeah, they want to, they're going for your neck. You know what I mean? It's not like, oh, I love this guy. I want to work out with him in the offseason. It's like, nah, screw that. I want to work out That's all. That's fine. Like, you can be friends with guys. I like, you know, I, I don't, it's not my favorite thing in the world when the guys work out with each other and then they become, uh, then they're on the court, they're buddy, buddy. Like, yeah, work out with the guy. But on the court, it's, you know, it's time to go. Yeah, no, I agree with you there completely. Um, on, on your Kawhi Leonard at sixth, I think Kawhi Leonard is the most overrated player in the league. Everyone loves to freak out over him because he's such a good two-way player. I mean, the Raptors are 7-1 and one this season without him. He's getting added to a team that won 60 games last year that had an empty stats guy in DeMar DeRozan, who is probably the biggest empty stats player in the entire NBA. I probably wouldn't even – I don't know if I would – stats means. I mean, DeMar DeRozan had a negative plus minus last year, and he, he loves, for some reason, he's in love with the two-point shot, which we I don't know. know is a terrible, terrible shot, but he insists upon shooting it. It's like he won't adapt his game. It's perfect on the Spurs. Him and Aldridge, that's all they shoot. Yeah, it's literally like you have two ISOs pull up two players. doesn't make any sense. That's why the Spurs are missing the playoffs Kawhi this year. Kawhi's the best perimeter defender in the league. Best perimeter two-way player in the league. I agree with you on that. I just don't think he means as much as people think he does. I mean, the Spurs still made the playoffs. games without him, and he's missing a lot of games. Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, this is my biggest thing right here. In real plus minus for wins this season, Kyle Lowry is third in the league, and Pascal Siakam is 13th in the league. And Kawhi Leonard is not even – see where Kawhi Leonard is on this list. Kawhi Leonard is ranked at 28th in the league on this list. I mean – he has missed some games, which kind of changes that a little bit. But, I mean, to me, I don't think he's really making the Raptors that much better of a team. The Raptors were this good last year. It doesn't really change anything, but he, in my but the reason, But he's the one that you need in the playoffs because he's a lot better than DeMar DeRozan is. 
from he a is, defensive but, perspective and an offensive perspective. But I mean, Lowry and all these other guys are going to disappear. We saw it last year in the playoffs. He's not a good passer, so it's not like he's going to help get them involved in the game or anything. I mean, will who, 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 Lowry's not a good passer? No, Lowry leads the league in assists. I'm talking about, about, about Kawhi Leonard. I'm saying when the other guys are struggling, he's not going to create shots for them and help get them involved. I don't well, really DeRozan see was going to do that? DeRozan was going to do that? No, the Raptors are going to be the same team always, until as long as they have Kyle Lowry as their number so two So you think this doesn't make a difference at all, Kawhi no, or DeRozan? No, I don't. I think that they will lose to the seven. I think the 76ers, Celtics, and Bucks are all built better for the playoffs than they are. I think Giannis will come out there and absolutely eat his lunch. Bucks don't even have a number two. Bucks don't even have a number two guy. Yeah, I know. That's why they're so scary to me. I mean, I think Chris Middleton's a really okay. good guy. I think he's more of a number three, though. I think he's an all star in the league. I think he's like that number three guy. I really still, I've talked about this thousands of times. I want to see them move Eric Bledsoe and get another shooter in there. I think if you can get put another like a JJ Redick esque shooter or just or even an all star shooter in there with with the Giannis and let him play point guard, I think the team would be that much better. Because you, know, you pronounced his name wrong like six times. How do you pronounce it? It's Giannis. Eh, you can say it either or, but I mean, no, Giannis, you, you can't. Giannis, Giannis, however you want to say it. He's a good passer, too. I mean, he's a beast on the boards. I think if they'd be better off running him at point guard than Eric Bledsoe. I, th- I mean, I want the ball in my best player's hands. It's just like with James Harden moving to the point Bledsoe guard. You want the ball in best Bledsoe sucks. Yeah. Terry Rozier embarrassed him in the playoffs last year. He's never going to be the same. Okay, so... Kind of talked about Kawhi. I think it's kind of dumb how you think he doesn't make the Raptors better. I understand they were a great regular season team last year, too, and they're that again, and he's been missing games and all that, but he takes them up a level, especially in the playoffs. Westbrook, you know, he's been injured this year, but out of respect, I felt like I had to have him in the top 10. I've never been a big Westbrook guy. I think. Where you do know, you have him at? At him at nine. Interesting. I have him at seven. I think he's probably the hardest guy to order in here. I mean, he does get some. His stats are a little juiced up, like that, like that triple double season. But I love yeah, so Westbrook. I talked personally. about James Harden stat padding, which I do think he does. But Westbrook does it to a higher degree, in my opinion. And his team doesn't win games. Like, I mean, I guess they're winning this season, and Westbrook's kind of. You know, like I said, he's been in and out of the lineup. Paul George has gone up a level. I think he's been better this season than he was last. So that might be a little bit different in changing the narrative from Westbrook puts up all these numbers and his team doesn't win games because they're actually winning this season. But I don't know. He's been missing games and it was hard to rank, like you said. Yeah, I just think Westbrook, to me, he is the alpha mentality. He shoots the ball too much, but I love the competitiveness. Russell Westbrook, unless he's really injured, he's going to go to fight with you every single night. I don't think he takes the stupid shots because he's being selfish. I think he legitimately believes in the bottom of his heart that it's the best shot for the team. That's not a good thing, though. That but that's bad. not a good thing. I mean, yeah, no, don't get me wrong. It's not a good thing. I don't think Westbrook is built for playoffs. No, I don't, think he's a, I don't think he's like this selfish player and he's a bad teammate. Because you can see like these guys who play with him like love him, right? Like mm-hmm. Paul George, remember when he got on the stage with him at that and announced, like, I'm staying in OKC? Um, yeah. All his I, teammates, I, I, and S. Cantor loved him, I think. Like all his teammates really seem to love him. But it's just... Except KD. Except KD. No, I mean, like, I think KD just didn't like playing with him, but like actually liked him. Like he's not a bad guy, Westbrook. You know what I mean? He's not like this selfish guy. I agree with you completely. That's what I'm. But saying. he's just wired to think that he should shoot all the time, which isn't the best move. I don't know. Maybe Westbrook's like, I don't know. Yeah, no. I mean, I agree with you there completely. He's a human highlight reel. He's fun to watch. He plays hard. I mean, he's. 
I, I love the way I love his mentality and the way he plays. Uh, another guy I got here in my top ten that I want to talk about a little bit, Damian Lillard. I think Damian Lillard's one of those guys who can. Play. I had him at eleven. I know I'm stepping on the next one a little. I just put Kyrie over him because I think Ky- I think Kyrie has done it more in the postseason. I'm fine with if you have Damian Lillard ahead of Kyrie because I know some people think, oh, well, Kyrie gets injured all the time. That's fair. I just think Kyrie, you know, is the, he's kind of kept this Celtics team afloat during their rough patch, and he's their best offensive player. And now, you know, they're on an eight-game winning streak. I don't know if you noticed this, but... Yeah, no, I have... No, I noticed that. I, the Celtics are back, baby. I mean, they, I think they have a back-to-back tonight against the Pistons. I bet they'll win that. What's I put Kyrie... I put Kyrie above him because of the postseason success uh, and the Celtics having a much higher ceiling than Portland does. Yeah, I also think Kyrie's the benefit of playing with better players around him and being on better teams always than Damian Lillard has been. Uh, Damian Lillard's the kind of guy, I mean, when he's on, there's nobody stopping him in the league. He went on a tear last season. He was the hottest player. The second half got put Portland to that third seed. Obviously, they choked in the playoffs. Which that hurt. hurt him for me, the choke against New Orleans where they got swept. Yeah, I don't really think that's necessarily his fault, though. Drew Holiday, to me, is probably the second best. He's top three two-way player on the perimeter, in my opinion, and he put Damian Lillard in his back pocket in that series, right. and they got swept which was definitely embarrassing for them. I actually have Kyrie at 11. I put Lillard ahead of him just because Kyrie gets hurt a lot. But, I mean, when Kyrie's on the floor, so he's one of the best. Yeah, I had him right. So, we basically have him and Lillard flip-flopped. I mean, that was yeah. – Kyrie's another tough player for me to rank. I mean, Kyrie, to me, is probably the most fun player to watch when he's going off. I love it when he's got the back of his jersey untucked and it's hanging out and he's putting yeah. it between his legs. I mean, he's he's pro- I think he's the best dribbler to ever play the game. Hmm. Um. Okay. So – should we just go through 11 through 15 now? Because we've kind of already stepped on it. Yeah, let's do it. So You go first this time. Flying through these, and maybe we should spend some more time on them. But I don't know. If there's anything like else we kind of want to talk about towards the end, like just big picture stuff from like the whole thing, once we've done the rankings, we can circle back. So let's just go through them. Um, yeah. 11 through 15, like I already mentioned, I had Damian Lillard, Damian Lillard at 11. 12, Clay Thompson, 13, Kemba Walker, 14, Nikola Jokic, and 15, Paul George. I'm, oh, assuming, this is, I'm assuming this is where we're going to like have a, more differences, but that's okay. Yes, we, de- no, we definitely will. So at number 11, I had Kyrie. Number 12, I got Jokic. 13, I've got Paul George. 14, I have Jimmy Buckets. And 15, I have Kemba Walker. I hate myself for not putting Clay Thompson here in the top 15. I'm... It was it was a tough decision here for not putting not put him in the top fifteen. I'm just going to go ahead and say that because I know you're going to be mad at me for not having him in there. Look, if I'm a t- if I'm a team starting a franchise and I have one star player and I can acquire a second star player, I'm choosing Clay Thompson over every single player. Well, that kind of depends. That kind of depends on who your star is. Yeah, let's say it's a ball dominant player like a Westbrook, Harden, Giannis, KD. Yeah. Like LeBron, like that. I'm taking taking uh, Clay Thompson every single time over that. I mean, people say, oh, he can't do it on his own team. I mean, Clay Thompson's extremely clutch. I, in in g- elimination games, he averages over seven made three pointers. That is unbelievable. And that kind of goes with my theory that it's not necessarily about being clutch, but you have to have a clutch player on your team. Like Steph Curry kind of disappears in the playoffs, but whoa, what are you talking about? Steph Curry disappears in the playoffs. I mean, did you watch the series against the Cavs? Have you watched the playoffs in the past? What are you talking about? Do you want me to pull up his finals averages the last two years? It was Uh, incredible. 
He played better, but I mean, how many Finals MVPs does he have? Let me. Well, he plays with Kevin Durant. He he had a bad Finals, the 2015 Finals. He did, and I mean, he had some bad games too in the last one, like that game three. I mean, he did hit big shots down the stretch. I wouldn't. I mean, I would say he necessarily disappears, but he's not your typical Steph Curry in those games. And I mean, that's how it is for a lot of these star players. They get a lot more attention, and that's when you got to have the secondary stars to pick up the slack for them. And that's what Klay Thompson does, and that's what makes him so good. I mean, I really do hate myself. Last year in the finals, Steph Curry was 27-6-6. and But yeah, he disappeared. Give me a break. I mean, did you see game three in Cleveland? 27-6-6. I mean, did you see Game Three? What do you mean? This is—you said he disappeared in the finals, and then the year before, he was in the 2017 finals. He had 26, eight, and nine. You're gonna tell me this guy disappeared in the finals? Are you crazy? Yes, I know. No, I'm not crazy. He disappeared in yes. the 2016 finals against the Cavs, and we've seen it happen to him multiple times. Where Clay Thompson to pick the slack up Just for look him. Look at his last two finals. That—that that was stupid. You shouldn't have said that. No, I disagree with you on that completely. Well, you, I don't think so. You're just wrong. In the playoffs. Nah, I don't know about that one, kid. I just read you the stat line. I mean, stats don't preach everything. Did you see game three? He was like three for ten the entire game. Okay, you're going to say he had one. Okay, then don't say he disappeared in the finals. He, he had one at, bad game in the finals last year. He has no finals, finals MVPs. Year. Kevin Durant and Andre Iguodala have them. Kevin Durant's better than him, and I said in 2015 that – Andre, Agu- or I said in 2015, that, yeah, he did have a bad finals that year. And his team would have lost. I think they would have lost that championship if Kyrie Irving didn't get hurt. Mm, I don't know. They didn't have Kevin Love either. That Cav- I think they probably would have gone to six or seven, but I don't think the Cavs They did go to six. I mean, seven games, sorry. I just don't know if they could. I don't know if they could do it without Kevin Love. They need All right, that back game. to the ranking real quick. Um, so Kemba, I had him at 13. I kind of felt like, and you already talked about Clay Thompson, who had a twelve. Yeah, Clay's great. He doesn't need the ball. Great, like Clay Thompson's one of those guys. When he gets going, it's it's real fun to watch. But Kemba at thirteen, you know, Kemba's averaging like twenty seven a game. I think somewhere around there, give or take a couple points, like point something of a point. And you know, it's been impressive. I just don't know how lasting this is. So I ranked Kemba high, but I didn't want to go like overboard with it. I think I might have even put him a little too high at 13 because I don't know how long this is going to last. It's not like Charlotte, the impact he's having on Charlotte is re- resulting in all of these wins. Right now, they are 13 and 13. No, 14 and 14. Sorry. So they're 500. That's mediocre, honestly. But I don't know. Kemba's been okay. He's been good. 27 points. He had that one game where he scored 60. I, I put him here, but I think he could drop. Jokic is someone who I think could even go higher, higher up once he becomes more not efficient, but like just a more a better scorer, I think. like He's only averaging around, what, 17 or 18 points? Yeah, once, 17, but he's also averaging, I think, what, 11 rebounds, and he's averaging and seven eight assists. assists. Oh, eight? Seven okay, assists. Seven, eight assists. He's... he's yeah, he's eighth in the league in assists right now. So, I mean, he's like Jokic, the most interesting. He's like the most. I said Davis and Durant were the most interesting players from a perspective of like what's going to happen with them next season. But Jokic is like the most interesting player in terms of like ranking because I don't know what his ceiling is going to be. If he's going to drop, if he's going to go up. I think he's going to go up. The Nuggets have the best record in the West right now. I, I think he's really unique. Like his passing. I'm trying to think if he's the best passing center I've ever seen, and I think he is. He reminds me of Tim Duncan, but I think he is a better passer than Tim Duncan is. I mean, if if Jokic catches the ball at the high post, you're done. Tim Duncan's not like him. Tim Duncan, 
Jokic can make passes anywhere, you know? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's a better passer. I mean, he's a, he's a floor general. They literally, I was watching the game last night. They post him up at the high post, throw it into him, and he passes the ball all around the court. Right now, I'd probably have him second or third in my MVP race because of what he's doing for this Denver team. Going back a little bit to Kimball Walker here real quick. Kimball Walker, to me, is two hit or miss night to night. Some nights he's dropped. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I do kind of feel that. And he's going to shoot the ball a lot regardless. Like, if you look at his attempts in some of these, the, these last two games where he's had over 20 points, he's shot, he's shot 8 for 20 and 8 for 25. I mean, his field goal percentage is not that great, which is a big, like, that's a big red flag to me. He's shooting the ball a lot. So, right. And then Paul George, favorite. let's talk about him real quick. Oh, with, I have a lot uh, on, on Paul George here. So, Paul George, he is currently third in the league in real plus minus. He's second in the league in win share. Paul George is doing a lot of big things for this team with his defense. Before the season, when the, or last season, when the Thunder had mellow and they got bounced in the first round, I said I thought Russell Westbrook was a player who plays better, kind of like James Harden with one other star rather than – I mean, yeah, with one other star rather than two other stars. I wouldn't want a big three with Westbrook. And I feel like him and Paul George complement each other really well. I mean, Paul George is an excellent defensive player. He leads the league in steals and passes deflected I mean, slash tipped. So, I mean, he's doing lots of stuff for them on that so defensive he team. also feels like he's, you know, he's been better than he was last season. It kind of feels like he's just more comfortable now because last year that had the whole situation with his contract and whether he was going to resign or go to the Lakers. feels like he's more comfortable now. And with Westbrook out, he's been big. Let's go through 16 through 20 real quick. We'll talk about that, and then we can just circle back to any other things that we want to, like, revisit. So yeah. my 16 through 20, but why don't you go first? All right, so at number 16, I have Clay Thompson. At number 17, I have Blake Griffin. Number 18, I have Kyle Lowry. Number 19, I have Draymond Green. And number 20, I have Devin Booker. Oh, my God. Say that again? You have Devin Booker? At 20, yeah. This team has won four games. He's been hurt most of the season. Five games. I mean, he's been hurt a lot of the season. This team is intentionally tanking, but Devin Booker last year when they made him the player. Right, let me do mine. Year, I had... I had Paul George, or not Paul George, sorry, Paul George was 15. Jimmy Butler at 16, Ben Simmons at 17, Mark Gasol at 18, Blake Griffin at 19, and Oladipo at 20. Interesting. Yeah, I struggled with Oladipo. I had him right outside at 21. I don't have Mark Gasol or Ben Simmons in mind. Look, Ben Simmons is not a top 20 player in the league until he shoots a three-point shot. Until I see Ben Simmons t- attempt one three-point shot, I might put him in my top 20. Kid can't shoot. But so you're saying players say who can't shoot threes aren't in the top 20. Is that what you're saying? I mean, I value players. Who, I don't value players who can't shoot threes very much. So why is Giannis third? Because Giannis shoots an unbelievable percentage in the paint. Ben Simmons doesn't do any of that. Ben Simmons disappeared in the playoffs. He had one point in the biggest game when his Simmons, team needed him the most. Where was ben, Devin Booker? Ben Simmons is too young right now. Don't get me wrong. I think Ben Simmons is the same thing with LeBron. What we always said about LeBron is when he gets a jump shot, he'll be the best player in the league. When Ben Simmons gets a jump shot, he will be a top 10 player in the league. I can't put him in my top 20. Ben Simmons is too young, yet you put Devin Booker. Yeah, Devin Booker is a 70-point game. He is something to at least show. He has one game in a regular season against a Celtics team who didn't even have their best defender that game. The Suns intentionally sit him out because they know if they play it, they'll win too many games because he's too good. I mean, Devin Booker last year when they made him the primary ball handler was averaging over 30 points per game, and his field goal percentage went up 20%. Devin Booker is an absolute beast. The Suns, he gets That's a hangnail. The Suns sit him out for the next 20 games because they want to lose every game, which is genius. If you pair, imagine having a backcourt of Zion Williamson, I mean, having Zion Williamson and Devin Booker on the floor together, or, Z- or R.J. Barrett and Devin Booker. I mean, that would be unreal. 
Oh my God! You're gonna say Devin Booker is better than Ben Simmons? A hundred percent. I would take Devin. Actually, yeah, I would take Devin Booker over Ben Simmons. One hundred and fifty percent. All right. Well, this was a great podcast. I'm gonna end it now. That's oh my God. That's such a bad take. I mean, dude, I, I hey, that's my opinion, man. I think Devin Booker is that good. We just wait till next season when the Suns plug one more I, player in and they're trying to make the playoffs. Devin Booker is going to go off. Yeah, because they he gets a hangnail and they sit him out for the next twenty games. Ben Simmons was leading that Philly team when Embiid got hurt last year into the playoffs, and and then he disappeared. Okay, but he got there. Where was Devin Booker in the freaking playoffs? This team sits him out every game because they want to tank. He can't help that. I can't even. I, I don't. Stop. He's not better than Ben Simmons on any metric. Hey, man, that's my opinion. This is my top twenty players. That's a pretty bad opinion. Um. I'll talk about the other ones real quick. So, did you have Butler? Yeah, I put Butler at thirteen. Oh, you had him in the. Oh, okay. I yeah, I'm a big, I'm a big Jimmy Buckets guy. Okay. I, think I just had him kind of low because I think he kind of torpedoed his situation in Minnesota, and that's why I had him a little lower. But he's, you know, obviously he's still really good. So I had Gasol. We both had Blake Griffin in there. I think Blake is having one of the best seasons of his career right now you know the last couple of years he was just battling injuries the whole time and you know he hasn't had an injury yet but he's been really good for Detroit not super good to make them like a serious threat in the east but you know I think they'll make the playoffs I do think like the team around him kind of sucks too like I've never been a big Reggie Jackson guy I don't like the, the fit between him and Drummond I'd rather have Blake just play center to be honest with you but yeah he's been good I had Gasol in there just out of respect for the Grizzlies and how good they've been this season. I didn't want to have both Gasol and Conley in there because I didn't think that team warranted two top 20 guys. I, I was battling with Lowry, trying to fit him in. He, he like, just missed the cut. Um, and who, who, else did you have, who else did you have that I didn't have? Did you have Draymond in there? I did it because of the injuries, and his numbers are even lower this season than they were last year. Like, he's only – like, he's averaging – now he's been injured, too – and he's only averaging six points a game. His three-point percentage, I think, is like 20%. Like, he just can't shoot from three. I know Draymond's never been this great three-point shooter or a number one scoring option, but, like, the numbers have just gone down and down even more. I, I don't know. I, I don't... I kind of feel like the wheels are going to fall off for Draymond soon. He's not going to be one of those guys who has a long career. You know what I mean? He's not going to be able to play until his mid-30s. He's... Because of the way he plays and what he does it's not going to last that long for Draymond I feel like yeah I agree I almost didn't have Draymond on my list either um I had Tobias Harris and and um what's his and uh, Gasol right outside of my top 20 I would have put if we did this podcast two weeks ago I would have put them in there but both the Clippers and the Grizzlies have been fading as of late so I couldn't put either of them in my top 20 players Blake Griffin, I completely agree with you. He plays point center. I've watched a good bit of Pistons games this year. I love the way he runs the offense and he plays on the offensive end. I'm not opposed to having both him and Drummond. I don't think – see, this is my thing. The Warriors are by far the best team in the league, and your goal is to – in order to win the championship is you have to beat the best team in the league. So we've seen teams try to match their pace, like the Pelicans, for example. They got they lost four games to one against them last year. I don't think matching the Warriors' style of play is the way to beat them. I think it's the way the Cavs have played in the past where they slow the game down, make them play on their pace, or they play a half-court game, iso basketball. Same thing with the Rockets. They did the same thing last year. So in a way, I kind of like the fact they've got Blake Griffin and Andre Drummond, but, I mean, I agree with you. The rest supporting cast outside of those guys are 
complete garbage. I was hoping to see more out of Luke Kennard. He's still a young guy who has a chance. I don't know what he's going to end up being. I mean, Stanley Johnson's a bust. I'm, I'm ready to call Stanley Johnson a bust at this point. He's not what they thought they were getting in the draft at all. So, I mean, they've kind of had some wasted draft picks there. Kyle Lowry's a guy that I struggled with as well to put in here. I was going to leave him out because this is a big stat that goes against him. Besides the fact that he disappears in the playoffs, he averages 8.5 points per game against teams with 10 losses or with 10 losses or less. Also shooting 27% against those teams. But at the same time, he leads the league in assists and he's third and wins responsible. So, I mean, that's a big thing to me is how he spaces the floor for that Raptors team and and what he does to get all those other guys involved. That's why I put him in there because, I mean, he's not scoring the ball at a great rate. He's having one of his worst scoring seasons he's had in a long time. But he's doing such a good job of being a floor general. I think you have to put him in here out of respect for how good the Raptors have been this season. Yeah, I had him on the border, like around 21, 22, somewhere like that. Um Oladipo, I also thought maybe I should have removed him because of injury, but I don't want this to be a list where I like just faulted guys for being hurt for 10 games. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I agree with you. That's why I still have Steph Curry as high. That's why I still have Draymond in here. I can't fault them for being injured. Well, yeah, for me, Draymond, it's more like I just don't think he's been as good, even when he has played this season. Yeah, I agree with you there. I mean, I don't know how injuries have been. Injuries might be affect, have affected him, him trying to play hurt. I mean, it's the beginning of the season. You know how guys can start slow and then get in the flow of things and play a lot better as the season goes on. So that's why I still so have Draymond here. About to ask. What are you about to ask? Um, I was about to ask you, who um, who else did you say you had on your – Who else? what was your top or your last five again? It was Butler, Simmons, Gasol, Griffin, and Oladipo. Okay, okay. Yeah, I don't really have any more beef with it. Guys that I think barely missed the cut, like we said, Oladipo, I barely have Oladipo missing the cut. I barely have Conley miss, or I mean Gasol missing the cut. I barely had Tobias Harris missing the cut. Um, Nikola Vucevic barely missed the cut for me. I'm trying to think anybody else. What about DeRozan? Mm, I can't put DeRozan in there, man. The Spurs suck this year with him. I mean, they they. I think that a lot of their a lot of it's not necessarily the fact that the that DeRozan is isn't playing well. I think they're missing Pau Gasol. I think that without him, they're they're like their differentials with and without him are kind of. They don't have a point guard. The Spurs. Yeah, I agree with that, too. They have a lot of injuries at the point guard position. So I think the Spurs team has kind of fell apart. I picked them before the season started to miss the playoffs. So I think that's more so what it is. For the first time in, like, over 20 years. Yeah, that'd be crazy. Yeah, that would be crazy. I mean, it, it is what it is. What it is. I'm sure the Spurs will find a great value pick in this draft. There's so many young studs coming out in this draft. I'm sure they'll make some sort of move to acquire their next player, and they'll be right back in the playoff playoff hunt again next year. Ah! You seem way too optimistic. I kind of think the, it's all, it's over for this team. You can see it. Duncan retired. Parker left. You forced to trade Kawhi. Um, Ginobili's retired. I give it like a year or two, and I think Pop retires, and this team's kind of going to go fall back into irrelevancy. Not, just, I don't want to say fall back because they've been relevant for like 20 years, but yeah. they had David Robinson before that, so the, I think they're going to fall into irrelevancy. Oh my God, I can't speak. They're going to fall into irrelevancy is what I am trying to say. I mean, I like that take too. I just can't rule the Spurs out with Popovich and how they've done with the draft picks in the fast. No, I mean, I agree with you completely. Popovich isn't there. The entire team has changed up. That's that's what I'm basing it off of. I don't think he's going to be there much longer. Okay, see, I, I, I like that take. R.C. Buford's their GM, correct? Yes. Yeah, I mean, he's done a great job building these teams and finding valuable draft picks at certain spots. I think if you put the Spurs in the lottery, whoever they pick with that pick, I think they'll turn something good out of it. 
Uh, have they really hit on their picks the last couple of years? I guess DeJounte Murray was a good find. Um, That's what like, I'm saying. They find value everywhere, and they're good at making moves, too, on draft night. Like that know. George Hill for Kawhi trade, that was legendary. Anyways, uh, that was our top 20s. We're at 30-something minutes right now. Oh, we're right at 40 minutes, actually. Um, yeah, I mean, overall, like... You know, our lists were pretty similar. The one thing I just... I don't know why you put Devin Booker higher than Ben Simmons. That really bothered me. No, I could tell it really bothered you. Hey, man, I value scoring the ball a lot more, and I think Devin Booker... I just feel like, man, they sit him out too much. I'm telling you, you let Devin Booker come in here play 82-game season when the Suns don't sit him out for a hangnail. How do you think he's played this year? This season? Like, seven or eight? He's played 19 games. 19 games? Yep. So, they're not just sitting him out. He's only missed 10 games. He's missed so many as of late, though. Ben Simmons is much better. Ben Simmons is a better passer than him, a better rebounder, and he just has a much higher ceiling, too. Is he? He definitely has a higher ceiling. You won't hear me argue with you on that. I don't have Ben Simmons in my top 20 right now, but I'm telling you, man, Ben Simmons gets that three-point shot going. He could be he could be scary, like really, really scary. Just the three-point shot. Like I wish he would have a post game or something else. Like just besides if he can't get the shot to a high uh, percentage, you know, that's fine. But not everybody's Steph Curry, not everybody's Clay Thompson, but like find some unique offensive moves is what I'm trying to say. You know, who I wanted to put in the top 20 and couldn't because I don't know. I, I didn't, it didn't feel right putting them in, but I also really wanted to put them in or yeah. him in Doncic. <laughs> Doncic, I was actually going to joke with you when we first started and say uh, Trey Young is my number one, but you started it off, so it kind of I forgot to. But no, nah, I mean Doncic, I'd probably say he's that, top thirty player in the league. Be- I'd say he's twenty nine or thirty. Yeah, I think that's about right for him. He's, I mean, the Mavs team is in the playoffs right now. I think they're going to make it. I really think they're going to make the playoffs this season. That would be insane. I just, I just don't think they can make the playoffs when I look at the Western Conference. Although, I would say them or the Kings, I think, have the highest chance. I think the Clippers are here to stay in the playoffs. They're going to lose some games right now because Lou Williams is injured. But I think they're here to stay. I mean, so I just feel like the four teams, the only four teams in the West, I'd be 100% certain on make it. The Nuggets, the Warriors, the Thunder, the Lakers. And honestly, I know they're, like, really far behind right now. But I think the Rockets are are in. Yeah, I think the Rockets and the Jazz will make it. I mean, we saw what the Jazz did the second half. But I I don't mean remember their second half of the season last year. I think it'll be the same thing. Yeah, Donovan Mitchell was a guy coming in the season that I thought was gonna make the jump to like. But starting the season, I thought he might be knocking on the door of trying to crack the top ten players in the league. But he's regressed so far this season. I think so because you know last off season he kept like doing all these interviews and all this press, and he was like everywhere. Felt like he was really trying to become a star as opposed Mm. to. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't care about those workout videos the players do. But like, I don't know. There was a lot of there was there wasn't the greatest signs with Donovan Mitchell heading into this season to me. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. He's definitely regressed. I'm kind of I'm pretty disappointed in Donovan Mitchell right now. I think he will pick it up. I think the Jazz will play better the second half of the season. But I, th- I mean, I agree. I think Dallas and the Kings have the best chance out of these teams, like the Grizzlies, Portland, Spurs. I don't know if the Pelicans will make the playoffs either. That one's interesting to me too, which could lead to them potentially trading Anthony Davis. And you know who has the best pieces to acquire Anthony Davis? The Celtics or the Lakers. So 
It's going to be that's the scary that's the scariest thing to me right now in the NBA is the fact the Celtics and the Lakers are both pretty good already and they have all this talent they can unload to go acquire players that scares me the most of anything in the league. Yeah. I mean, if, you put, if you put Anthony Davis on the Celtics, I don't know if I think they could beat the Warriors. I really do because I mean, who's going to D up Anthony Davis? He'll, well, it depends on it depends on who you would have to give up. This is, I mean, I think a trade with the with the Celtics and the in the Lakers, it would probably, I mean, in the uh, Pelicans, it'd probably include Al Horford, Gordon Hayward, and Rozier, and one and those two. Well, no, you can't do Hayward and Horford. The contracts are way too much. The thing is, with that, uh, first off, you can't make a trade for Anthony Davis right now if you're Boston because there's a rule yeah, that. You, well, no, there's you literally aren't allowed to. There's a rule where the Derrick Rose rule that you can't trade for players who are signed to a Rose extension contract, or you can, but you can only trade for one of them. And the Celtics have already done that with Kyrie. So what you have to do is you have to wait till the off season when Kyrie opts out of his new contract, and then he's no longer on that Rose rule contract. Then you're allowed to trade for Davis. So they literally can't trade for Davis until the off season. Jeez, see, I didn't even know that rule. The NBA salary cap and everything is absurd. I mean, if anybody knows the ins and outs of it, though, it's Aria. Anytime I have any questions on it, he's the person I call, and he's the person who has helped educate me on it. I mean, I, it's it's the NBA has the weirdest trade rules and salary cap stuff that I've ever seen. Well, yeah, it's, it's a little funky because, you know, you have the hard, ca- hard cap in sports like the NFL and the NHL. Uh, and Yeah, but no, back to Davis – yeah, well, you don't have a hard cap in the NBA. But back to Davis. So the Celtics would have to wait to the offseason. And the real question becomes, and then you couldn't include Rozier in a trade because he's going to be a free agent. Yeah. So the question becomes, who would you give up? And I think the real kind of hard fork in the road is going to be Jason Tatum. Are, we, are they going to give him up or not? Because I think New Orleans is going to want him in return. And I don't know what I would do, honestly. Obviously, Anthony Davis is incredible. But Tatum's potential, could it be higher than Davis's? I don't know. I mean, if you ask me, I'd probably say no. But I would try everything in my power to get Davis without giving up Tatum is my point. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, the asking price is going to probably be Tatum and, or Brown. There would be a lot of other stuff included if the asking price had Brown. But, I mean, Tatum's going to be part of that. I mean, if I'm trading Anthony Davis, I would want, I would want him. Let me ask you this. Would you rather – have Lonzo Ball and Brandon, and Brandon Ingram, or would you rather have Jalen Brown and Al Horford in those two picks for for Davis if you're the Pelicans? Yeah, I'd, I'd much rather take the Celtics package because I haven't seen anything from Ingram this season as like, you know, he was supposed to be the number two guy next to LeBron, and that really hasn't happened. Lonzo I still believe in. I yeah, just, I do too. I, I still think he's young and needs a little bit more time and – We'll see him more. He's, he's been a better, a little better recently. Um, I think yeah. I, th- I think the Lakers are kind of the wrong spot for Lonzo. I think he needs to go to a team that's more a tanking team to help develop his game a little bit more. Although I would love to see him blossom on the Lakers. I mean, I think it'd just be fun to watch him on the team. Uh, I mean, as I said, Kyle Kuzma is much better than Brandon Ingram. I've, I'll stay. I think that Kuzma's their. I think Kuzma's their second best player right now. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I, I know, I think Kuzma is by far their second best player. I mean, Kuzma's a beast. Did you watch that game against the Rockets the other night? I mean, Kuzma was hitting. Did, a, did yeah. you see that? Did you see that three pointer he hit at the end of the shot clock where he was falling over and just chucked it? Yeah, yeah. Kuzma's he's, a bad. Uh, he's a bad, bad man. I mean, Kuzma's a beast. That was a really high quality find by the Lakers. Yeah. Alrighty. Um. 
So we just did a little tangent on Anthony Davis there and the Lakers and the Celtics. Wasn't expecting that. But um, all right, so that's it. Uh, thanks for coming on. Uh, those are our top 20 players. We discussed a little, debated, argued, all that fun stuff. And I will be back next week with an NFL podcast. So, Thomas, thanks for coming on, man. Hey, I appreciate you having me, Aria. We're both going to upload this podcast to both our uh, networks. Um, follow me on Twitter, at Hot Takes with TP3. Uh, keep listening to Aria's stuff. Aria, I like what you're doing, man. I love how you're chasing the dream. Keep up the hard work. And anything else you want to say to the people before we go? Uh, all the what the ten people maybe ten people who are listening. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm good. Uh, that's it. Thanks for listening. If you did, bye.